The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, looking very sexy today, Miss Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hello. You are doing a medical Monday. I'm interested. Be, uh, the na- I think you have a hobby. Here, here's, <laughs> here's what I think that it is. I think that you you look around and you're like, hey, that's the most fucked up name I can I could find. possibly find. Yes. Like it can't get worse than this for this week. And then I look at it and go, really, really, you named your kids that? Okay, look, if you're naming your your kids things like, well, Monk Steppenwolfie changed his name to that. Yes. Or um, uh, Arfin Naset. Yep. If you're naming your kids that, you don't you don't need kids. You shouldn't have kids. No. Yeah. Yeah, just, just give them away. Don't name them. Like, leave them on a doorstep like, a, like an abandoned puppy. I'm, I'm good with that, too. I just like to pick the most fucked up name because I like to hear you try and pronounce it. <laughs> I can barely pronounce my fucking name half the time, if I'm being honest. I got time. What's your name? I looked at my driver's license, going, ah, whatever this says. That that's me. That's just fine. sound it out. Sound it out. It works for me. <laughs> I don't care what the hell you call me. Just <laughs> all right. So tell me, tell me about Horst Sherman. Horst. Jesus. Horst Schumann. Yes. So oh, it's Schumann. Schumann. Put, yes. Oh. So today I thought I would touch on a, a lesser known Nazi doctor. I thought I'd step away from Scandinavia Ooh, a little bit. I like here. the Nazis, but you yes. know that. <laughs> I liked him a lot. <laughs> Tell me, Miss Laura, did he work at Auschwitz? In fact, he did. I he thought did. he sounded yeah. familiar. <laughs> so <laughs> He Horst... liked Jews like I did. Extra crispy. Yes. <laughs> That's terrible. Yes. I'm going to fucking burn in hell for that guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, here he is. He's already starting off on a Monday talking about barbecue with Jews. Tell, uh... What an asshole. Anti-Semitic fucking dickhead. God damn. Don't listen to him, boys and girls. Don't listen to him. He's such a dick. I had God to go damn. through the whole um, rabbit hole of why do I like Nazi uniforms? I'm like, I, I, I hate Nazis. I hate everything it stands for. But for some reason. <laughs> I might have to buy a uniform. I'm just saying. A man in a Nazi uniform. It's horrible. And even when you look it up online now, it's like, you're a piece of shit because you like this. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> Oh my God! I forgot. I forgot, I forgot to tell you guys this. I can't. I I actually heard the best description of dating older women because I love granny porn. Yeah. You guys ready? Just because the rain the, the the rapper's wrinkled doesn't mean the candy ain't sweet. <laughs> it's just been at the bottom of somebody's purse too long. Yeah, it's a little melted, a little little crusty. But hey, we got we'll some tobacco work. bits on it. Tastes That's like perfume. Right. Hey, all you need is a little bit of and determination. That's all you it's need. It's all good again. That's right, man. A little re- re- reconstitution, that. yes. <laughs> oh, we're starting off this week with a bang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Almost literally. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to the Nazis. <laughs> you know it's bad when the Nazis is a better subject than me and my granny porn addiction. That's great. So, Horst Schumann was born on May 1st, 1906. In Hale and Dersale, which I actually made Google pronounce for me so I wouldn't fuck it up, um, his father, Paul Schumann, was also a doctor. 
Uh, Schumann entered the Nazi party in 1930 and then joined the Sturmabteilung <laughs> in 1932. And that that literally... Oh, gosh. What is the word I want? Totally That's, brain farting. Translates to <laughs> storm detachment. It was the Nazi party's original paramilitary wing. See, I can't see anybody doesn't like not can't like Nazis because it's a party. It, it is. I like the, the National party. Socialist the, German Workers Party. Yeah, well, they're still having a party. <laughs> yes, they are. Stops going on, and a, 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 you know, of course, there's lots of barbecuing. Yes. So, what could go wrong? Showers and barbecues, people. A little blackening, <laughs> seasoning there, c- cajuning. <laughs> Rabbi roasting on an open fire. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. That's totally my bad. I'm sorry. Lord, Lord, please forgive me. That was fucked up. Oh, God. I've been very formed today. This, okay, this so. should have had a, a warning first. Warning. Scott doesn't know what the fuck he's going to tell you. It, it does have a warning at a certain point, but for something else. So... Um. So it uh, it played a significant role in Adolf Hitler's rise to power in the 1920s and 30s. Its primary purpose was providing protection for Nazi rallies and assemblies, disrupting the meetings of opposing parties, fighting against the paramilitary units of the opposing parties, and intimidating Romani trade unionists and especially Jews. And the SA were colloquially, I said that wrong, I think, but colloquially, I don't know why that... I'm having a problem this morning. Um, called yeah. brown shirts because of the color of their uniform shirts. It's really weird because a few times I had some problems and I should have worn my brown pants. <laughs> it's part of the brown <laughs> pant party. and uh, As someone with celiac and IBSD, I, well, I understand. you make the shame into Walmart, yeah. but it's Walmart, so they just look at you and go, Oh, crap your pants? Every day. Every day this happens here at Walmart. We don't care. It's aisle four, buddy, right over here. They're like, at least it's not. Exactly. <laughs> Wet wipes are right next to the Depends, buddy. Yes. At least it wasn't pajama pants. Like, you were probably actually dressed up for Walmart. So I was. Yeah. I was. I wear jeans or shorts. And yes, real pants. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and it's weird because you go to, like, the one in Delta Park, and people pass by you looking at Look at you all dressed up wearing clothes. Right. And you're like, yeah, I am. And real shoes. Yeah, and my, my, my dick's not hanging out or anything like that <laughs> or having an ass cheek or eat. Yeah. yeah. Either one of my either one of my man boobs. And they're like, yeah, you're all fancy. Okay, yeah, let's just get out of here. He's too fancy for us. <laughs> it's going to be a rough day. It is. <laughs> so... Uh, in 1933, he received his medical degree after producing a thesis entitled The Question of Iodine Absorption and the Therapeutic Effects of So-Called Iodine Baths. So iodine and iron are, are vital for healthy thyroid function in the body. And iodine can be absorbed through the skin, but is mainly absorbed through the gastrointestinal tract, which is why it's in our salt. That's why we have iodine salt. Um, but the field of what we know today as endocrinology was just beginning to really come into its own at that time. And Schumann's thesis was ahead of its time. So, I mean, he did something sort of good at first. 
And then he started his career as an assistant doctor in the surgical clinic of Hale University. Did you say Yale? Hale. Hale. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Yale? Holy shit. The Americans are look, we know that you're killing Jews. But... Oh, not yet. Not at that point. Not yet. <laughs> oh. Yes. So in 1934, Schumann was employed in the public health office in, in Hale, and he was then recruited to the, the Luftwaffe, which is their, their air force, which translates to air weapon. I fucking love that, the Luftwaffe. <laughs> There's so many you do things I'm going to be using here, Luftwaffe being one of them. <laughs> I'm well, loving that. Arfen and Luftwaffe. Yes. He was recruited, of course, as a physician um, in 1939 at the start of World War II when Germany invaded Poland. And then after meeting with Dr. Victor Brack in Hitler's chancellery, he joined the Action T4 Euthanasia Program in early October of 1939. That's good. There should be euthanasias, you know? I mean, you can't just have all adults there. There's some (laughs) needs for Yeah, I had to. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I actually feel sorry for all y'all. All y'all. Because you guys put up with my bullshit every fucking day. <laughs> I am pretty sure that sometimes y'all, after we're done with this meeting or anything that we do, like, you know, when we're, we're kind of telecommuting in, just shake your head and go, why? Why? Why is this man allowed to walk free among us? Why? <laughs> Belongs in a fucking nut hut. <laughs> So, or, you know, I mean, a euthanasia program. No. That's right. We love euthanasia. you too much for that. <laughs> Your quality of life is still pretty good, so we'll keep you around a there's little There's actually longer. dirty jokes in that, because there's different ways of being euthanized. One, one way is. Uh, that's all I'll He say. died happy. Yeah, he died happy. Uh, so, Action T4 was a campaign of mass murder by involuntarily... Euthani- euthanizing all these sort of undesirable people in Nazi Germany. And the term was first used in post-war trials against doctors who had been involved. Um, German physicians, certain special German physicians, were authorized to select patients deemed incurably sick after the most critical medical examination and then administer to them a mercy death. That's try and put a good spin on it there. But, you know, in all honesty, I think that if you have a bad quality of life, huh. this is like, the whole. T- I mean, this like, is le- a- like legit, not like not like the Nazis <laughs> sitting there going, "Guess what, fucker? You should die." Type of- <laughs> we were having John's this whole next. talk <laughs> yesterday about Doctor Kavorkian mm-hmm. and how only one of his patients, they actually got him for second-degree manslaughter because he pushed the button himself, but it was because his patient was in the advanced stages of uh, ALS, so he couldn't right. do it himself. But the whole it's the whole ethical question of 
what is murder and what is not what is you know if it's legal or if it's not well, like these thing. these things are happening legally at the time well and, and, but here's the thing we, we, we've all talked about you know how we how we sit politically and things like that and i am mostly conservative however this is what pisses me off about my own party it is against what the lord wants for you to kill yourself fuck you yeah look man let me let me tell you straight up. i watched my dad die of cancer yeah if I was in that late stages, I can't eat nothing. I can't really drink anything. I'm sick all the time and I'm miserable. Fuck what, that. You're, yeah, you're going to keep me alive for three or four more years? Why? So I can suffer? Dude, just, for you. You're doing that for you. You're not doing that for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, just uh, let, let me die. I'm, I'm cool with that, man. Let me take the dirt nap. We'll all it's, say our goodbyes. Yeah. So I'll be like, adios, bitch, nachos. I'm out. And, I'm going to plan uh, my entire funeral and everything. Oh, beforehand so everybody will eat all the things that i like to eat and and wear what i want them to wear and they'll listen to the music i want and a lot of people would be offended at eating the things that i like to eat <laughs> because her name is well i'm sure that most people who come to my funeral <laughs> like the same things that i like to eat <laughs> so hold on all along then <laughs> when, I, when i do kick the bucket eventually I don't want anybody celebrating my death, like being all sad. Celebrate my life, man. Have a huge party. That's what I want. Have a huge party. You know, have a kick-ass time. Get drunk. I want there to be dancing. I really do because I love it so much. (laughs) I was like, rent out the Star Theater. That's where I want it to be. And, you know, put me in the middle of the dance floor and everybody can dance around me. And then there'll be a procession to wherever I'm going, you know. (laughs) It is. We looked at a map of that, too. Look, I like eating chicks, but just not in that way. <laughs> I haven't found a good sauce, I guess. <laughs> Barbecue. <laughs> Barbara Q. We're already talking about roasting Jews and meeting people. This is great. It's a great way to kick off a fucking week. That's awesome. Uh, so, let's see. Where was I? Okay. Um, the killings took place from September of 1939 until the end of the war in 1945. 275,000 to 300,000 people were killed in psychiatric hospitals in Germany and Austria, occupied Poland and the Protectorate of Bohemia and Moravia, which is now the Czech Republic. The number of victims was originally recorded as only 70,273, to be exact. Oh, those are amateur numbers. Yeah. But this number has been increased by the discovery of victims listed in the archives of the former of former East Germany. About half of those killed were taken from church-run asylums, often with the approval of the Protestant or Catholic authorities of these institutions. So Christ-like. Praise the Lord. Yeah. The, the, the people who have Jesus need Jesus. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so in January of 1940, Schumann became head of the Grafneck Euth- Euthanasia Center in Württemberg, where mentally ill people were gassed with carbon monoxide in the first gas chamber. Oh. Yeah. Just hook up a car's tailpipe and let her rip. Okay. And uh, get a hose and, you know. <laughs> yeah. Schumann also belonged to a commission of doctors called Action 14F13. That sounds like a news crew, to be honest. It does. It sounds like this. And now in Berlin. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And then in the early summer of 1940, he was ordered to the Sonestein Euthanasia Center for all your euthanasia needs. Um, sh- uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the YMCA for euthanasia. It's yes. Awesome. Yes. It's awesome. Schumann also belonged to a commission of doctors called, which I just read. Gosh, you can tell this is my first cup of coffee. He personally, with a couple other doctors, got to select and transfer the weak and sick prisoners to Auschwitz, Buchenwald, Dachau, Flossenburg, Grossrosen, Mauthausen, Nungame, and Niederhagen. You know, all of a sudden. Concentration camps. I just had in my head you wearing Lederhosen. (laughs) I carried two mugs of beer. Just saying, yeah. You like the beers? Yeah. I do love Oktoberfest. Now I have you in my head in Lederhosen. (laughs) Um. On July 28th, 1941, Schumann arrived uh, in Auschwitz for the first time. And like Karl Klauberg, Schumann was searching for a convenient means of mass sterilization that would enable the Third Reich to carry out the biological destruction of conquered nations by scientific methods through depriving people of their reproductive capacity. should be doing that in some of the damn trailer parks throughout the South. Have you not watched Jerry Springer? Trust me. Uh, we have we we um, have been watching the Marjorie Taylor Greene stuff, so I would say yeah. I haven't seen that one huh? Be- because of her involvement in the January sixth thing. If if she is convicted of that, she will not be able to run again. I'm gonna have to figure out who the hell you're talking. I haven't heard. She- I don't watch. She's Georgia yeah, Georgia. You should know this. Scott. She's from Georgia. <laughs> She's a fucking mouthpiece for sure. It doesn't surprise me, man. Yeah. That doesn't, you know, fucking, I swear to God. It's sad because you go through the South. The South is just like a giant trailer park. That's what it is. That's yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Need drones. No, and you know, I, I understand like not everybody can be like you know like a mechanic or a CEO or anything like that. You need dumb people in the world. I understand, but I just think that it, we got too many of them. <laughs> we got to yes. thin, that, thin that herd down a little bit. <laughs> like the herd's gotten unmanageable. Calling the herd, like I said. Uh huh. And I'm not saying kill all the dumb people. I'm just saying if you don't have a certain IQ, maybe we get away with a third. A third. That's all. We keep two thirds. Yeah, you can. Oh, dude, Bill, you, you get to be on the committee to, to specially select these. <laughs> I do, and then I take it. It'll my be own action. What? Yeah, you can decide your own numbers on that yeah, one. Right. And you know, someone would get a pass. Like she's dumb as shit, but she's got big tits and a nice ass. Ah, you get a pass, honey. We got those childbirthing hips. <laughs> get those childbirthing hips. But I had a vasectomy. But hey, practice makes perfect. Anyway, continue. So with your later hose. Uh, Klauberg developed a method of non-surgical mass sterilization under the pretext of performing a gynecological examination, and he checked to make sure that the fallopian tubes were open, and then he introduced a specifically prepared chemical irritant, which caused acute inflammation. 
Uh, This led to the growing together of the tubes within a few weeks, and thus their obstruction. Um, X-rays were used to check the results of each procedure. These procedures were carried out in a brutal way. Complications were frequent, including peritonitis, which is an inflammation of the peritoneum which is like the lining of your abdomen. Gotcha. I'm glad you explained yeah. that because I was lost for a minute. Yeah. Uh, typically caused by bacterial bacterial infection, either by the blood or after a rupture Ooh. Yeah. Brutal. of something in there. So I'm sure that probably happened a lot. Um, and hemorrhages from the reproductive tract leading to high fever and sepsis. Jesus fucking Christ. Multiple organ failure and death frequently followed. While some of Klauberg's Jewish patients died in this way, others were deliberately put to death so that autopsies could be carried out. When you can't do an autopsy... While someone's alive, alive. yeah. So, x-ray sterilization equipment... X-ray sterilization, in in quotes. Equipment was set up for Schumann in one of the barracks in Birkenau. Every so often, several dozen Jewish men and women prisoners were brought in. Uh, The sterilization experiments consisted of exposing the women's ovaries and the men's testes to prolonged period of x-rays, like an x-ray machine on either side of them with no other shield, no... Right, a little radiation poisoning. Yes. Go wrong. I have a point at which I'm going to say it. (laughs) Poor John is sitting over there, like, chomping at the bit because Laura has to say something. I don't know if she's going to say something or flash boobs, but something's going to happen. I'm excited. I got later hosing, though, in my head, so I'm good. So Schumann applied various intensities at various intervals in his search for the optimal dose of radiation. The exposure of radiation produced severe burns on the belly, groin, and buttocks areas of the subjects and festering sores that were resistant to healing. This one's really good. One of Schumann's especially horrible control tests to check whether the radiation had worked was the so-called semen check, which was a stick covered with a rubber hose inserted into the rectum of the victim and the, and the gland stimulated until ejaculation occurred so that the ejaculate could be tested for sperm. Many subjects died <laughs> from complications. Sorry, I'm dying over here from complications. Mm, listen to that yeah. Shit. Jesus yeah. Fucking Christ. Yeah. God, my asshole hurts now. Right. Uh, the results of the X-ray sterilization experiments were unsatisfactory. In an article that he sent to Himmler in April of 1944, titled "The Effect of X-ray Radiation on the Human Reproductive Glands," Schumann expressed a preference for surgical castration as being quicker and more certain. At this point. I'm going to take a moment to say that x-ray technology today is very different from what was being used in World War II. I'm fucking glad about that, too. I've had a lot of x-rays. I have, too. So while traditional x-rays were considered safe, hospitals are now using digital x-ray technology, which uses 80% less radiation than the traditional. And the time, obviously, is... You're not being x-rayed for, you know, you're not being shot with x-rays for 15 or 20 minutes in one spot. Um, I don't want people freaking out after hearing this story and making that sound. <laughs> <laughs> or duck call. 
and refusing to get an x-ray when your doctor needs one. If you have any questions, please consult a licensed medical professional. My parents are nurses, and my stepmother's a nurse practitioner, but that in no way qualifies me to give any medical advice. I'm not a doctor. I just play one in the bedroom. On, on TV, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to give, uh, you know. You like to play doctor. I do. Um, I'm, I'm happy to give anybody who needs one, provided you meet certain criteria, uh, a public exam. I see, yes. Um, <laughs> I had to put that little disclaimer if you meet criteria, because what I don't need is like a 900-pound chick coming up here going, will you check it out? No. <laughs> that, you, that, that, you scared I can't me. even find it. Yeah, it's like, I can't find that shit. You know, I'm bad enough. I, I can't deal with both of us at the same time. That's scary. That's another thing in my mom's just throw some flour on it to find the wet spot. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Roller flour? Yeah. <laughs> So ev- yeah, they sweat. So everywhere is a wet spot. Yeah, the great thing with all those rolls, though, it's like having a different partner every night. You yes. never run out of cheese. This is oh god. My, so this isn't. Yes. One of my favorite stories. These are stories that I heard at the dinner table as a child because my parents are nurses, and so that's what they they talked about their day. And so my mo- my mom was taking care of a, a particularly large woman, and was the um, CNAs had come in to give her like a bed bath. Oh, that's a big job, man! And they found yeah, <laughs> a big bed bath and beyond. Um, and in some of the rolls, they found like old chicken bones. What the fuck? And all kinds of weird like. I want to say there was like a, a television remote, like seriously oh large. She had to be weighed on the freight scale. She couldn't be put on the regular scale because she just maxed it out. Excuse me, have you ever had a, name, a dog named Sparky? Right. How did you know? Found his collar. I found what was left skeleton. of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Yeah. I got nothing against people who were, who were large and in charge. No. The only time I, and I'll throw this story and then we'll keep up with Dr. Death over here. Um, I was at a venue, this was years and years ago, and uh, it, it, it was after a show, and we're sitting at the bar, things closing down, having a few drinks, and this lady, she had to wear three, 300 if she was a pound. Yeah. And she was only maybe five, five ish. Okay. She's sitting there hitting. I mean, I'm just not interested. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. She kept going. You're just not man enough to handle this. Well, then I'd been drinking a little bit. No, honey. That's because you're fucking fat and you weigh 300 fucking pounds. I don't want to die. And you smell like fucking salsa chips and, and fucking garbage. Fuck you. So, you're rude. Well, you had to push it. You pushed it. That's what I said. You pushed me. I tried being polite. So fuck off. So now I'm not. I don't have to just continue to take this. Yeah, well, especially when I'm drunk. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm sorry. My filter's gone. Now you get... Yeah. <coughs> now, this is me. Yeah, exactly. You sure you still want this? See, that's what I tell everybody. A lot of chicks are in love with the ideology of Scott. Yes. And, you know, and they always say yeah. the same thing. I love your sense of humor. It's great. And then they get to know <laughs> me. Okay, look, we got to talk. You're kind of a dick. And you need to calm down a little bit. You're, I didn't know you were like, don't you ever shut off? No. This is me. All the we're things the that day. drew me to you in the first place and that I loved about you, I now hate and I want you to stop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is the last 16 years of my life. Oh, yeah. shit. I can relate. Yeah. I can, you know. I'm that boyfriend, though, that people got to tell they, they, I, I get to talk before I ever meet parents normally. Yeah. Look, 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 look. Don says yes. You're going to be meeting my parents, okay? My sister's like a lesbian. 
Do not make any lesbian jokes. My family is very, 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 very liberal. Don't make any political jokes. Just sit there and can you be polite? For God's sake, God's sake. You look at me, Scotty. Look at look, 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 look. Look at my eyes. Yeah. Quit <laughs> saying the word fuck for one night. And in my head, I go, no, I can do that. I can pull that off. Then we sit down. You know, hey, Scott, my name is Bob. Glad to meet you. Hey, good to meet you, too. So let me tell you about the fucking liberals. You know, goddamn it. Oh, you're a lesbian? Hey, you got something in common. I like pussy, too. And then the girl's like, we got to leave. We have to leave now. No, I'm pretty sure you're going to die. That's what's going to happen. They're going to kill you. Yeah. It's not just you. It's not yeah. just you. You're nothing special. Yeah. This is yeah. But I have poor John before we had lunch with my dad last month i was like i'm not i am not going to tell you to not be you (laughs) but obviously like don't you don't have to take any shit either but because it's you know for almost 30 years my dad has held a grudge against him and it was like their first time meeting again since then so it was a little there was a little bit of tension but it went it went well yeah it went well upset at something we weren't doing <laughs> he thought that we were but we weren't like no it was these people over here not not this one he was the good one <laughs> that's freaking awesome <laughs> all right so let's talk more about so this. schumann left auschwitz at the end of 1944 shortly before it was liberated in january of 1945 uh, in October of 1945, he suddenly suddenly appeared in Gladbeck, where he was appointed as an urban sports doctor. He opened his own consulting practice in 1949 with a refugee credit and was only recognized as a war criminal in 1951 when he was identified. The East German government issued a warrant for his arrest, but he managed to evade capture and then worked for three years as a ship's doctor. He's been everywhere. He had no German passport, but in 1954 he applied for a passport in Japan, which was issued to him under his own name. Oh, shit. Smart. Yeah, that makes sense. Why not? Yeah. War criminal, here's a fucking passport. Yeah. So he then fled to Egypt, uh, and shortly after he settled in Khartoum in Sudan as head of a hospital. Head of a hospital. Hmm. Then in 1962, he was forced forced to flee Sudan after he was recognized by an Auschwitz survivor. Holy shit. Yeah. Four years later, he fled again via Nigeria and Libya to Ghana, where he was given protection by their president, who was a dictator at the time. He started out good, but then did the whole, like, I'm going to declare myself president for life and... No one, no other parties were a single party country, and yeah. So, in 1966, Schumann was finally delivered to the East German government, where the trial against him was opened in September of 1970. But because of Schumann's failing health, he had some heart problems. He only served 18 months of his sentence, and I cannot find how long he was originally sentenced to, but he only served 18 months. Did they let him out or did he die? So he was 
without a whole lot of public fanfare, they didn't really let anybody know he was released from prison. Well, I would imagine they're not gonna let they're not gonna tell everybody. Hey, be like, hey, letting him out. <laughs> yeah, um, he's gonna walk free now. Yeah, we know that he killed and barbecued and you know, right. fucked a bunch of Jews. But it's after okay. he gets outside the gates, I mean, we yeah, it's like he's on his own now. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he does now isn't our fault. No, they're not. They're gonna be like, hey, look. Here's like a bus ticket and twenty five bucks. Get the fuck get out of here. here. Yeah, just you know, keep your face covered, keep your head low until you get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. So he was released from prison on July twenty ninth of nineteen seventy two. Um, he spent the rest of his life in Frankfurt and died on March fifth of nineteen eighty three, eleven years after he had been released. So just a lot, you know, quiet end of his life. So he didn't even really get punished no, so much he did for his not. actions. Nope. That's fucked up. Yeah. Because when you hear about the other Nazi doctor, doctors, because we did one, oh, a couple months ago. Yeah, uh, Mengele. Mengele. Yeah. Mengele. That was it. Joseph Mengele. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, he lived out the rest of his life in Venezuela, but it was Venezuela. He's like duck, ducking and dodging. Oh, Yeah. He makes it all the way to Venezuela, and they're like, no, we're not going to extradite him. Fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, they, fair enough, man, but he had to work for it. This motherfucker yeah. does whatever he wants, gets yep. a trial, and they go, hey, look, if you serve 18 months, we will let you go. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. Okay. No, all right. Me. Cool. Yeah. I can do 18 months, you know. Like, fucking yeah. Serve me up some beer and some hookers, and we're good. And then he fucking some walks Some Wiener out. schnitzel. Some Wiener schnitzel. <laughs> maybe some pretzels. Yes. And I get that, yeah, and some warm beer. <laughs> And I, I, I learned my lesson. No barbecue in the Jews. <laughs> no Jew Oh, my God, yes. Actually, I was watching. Yes. There was another one I saw. Holy fuck. Because I watched too much TikTok. There was a rabbi, and he's got a blowtorch. And he goes, okay, so it's almost ready for Passover, and I have to make this steel table uh, kosher or something like that. You know what the fuck it was? He blowtorched it. He goes, let's Jew it. I'm like, that's... <laughs> That's, That's fucking awesome, dude. Like I would You should a, claim that. You should use I would it. Become a Jew just to hear a rabbi go, Hey boys and girls, okay, you ready? Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm coming to I'm I'm gonna come every every time yes. that this fucking uh uh rabbi is open. Yeah, every the the synagogue. Synagogue, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know it was some weird ass name like that. Sin of something. It wasn't Cinnabon. <laughs> oh god, I miss Cinnabon. I wish I could eat that. Goddamn! I can't eat it either. Christmas. I will make us some cinnamon rolls that we can eat. Did I mention I love you? <laughs> With your baking skills, it's pretty fucking sexy. I can make that frosting. Sweet. All right. Is there anything yeah, else we have? So, to- so speaking of Jews, that was that was the last thing I wanted to mention. Is okay, just do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. All of the Jews who were physicians before being sent to the concentration camps, as soon as the Nazis discovered their profession, they were cherry-picked to help carry out the medical atrocities of their captors. I heard it out of Auschwitz and Dachau. All, yeah. Um, especially, yeah. That's the last two that I read about. They're often given a bad rap in a lot of articles I read that, you know, because sometimes they had, they were given... Special privileges, which I mean, which means not dying, right? <laughs> and not yeah. being experimented on. Yeah, some special privileges. Yeah, right there. but I mean, Christ they me. they didn't have any choice. They had a gun to their head, figuratively, and a lot of times literally. Right. Um, and what I wish people would focus on is all the good that they did for their fellow prisoners. Mm-hmm. They smuggled medicine 
to sick prisoners when they could. They There was one woman who was in gynecology before she was in Auschwitz. And um, Mengele was telling her that he, he needed her to tell him about every woman who was pregnant because they were going to be moved to a, a separate block where they were going to be given milk and higher bread rations and all this. And of course that's, that's not at all what was happening. And she was coming back from an errand and she saw him and other soldiers just beating the shit out of these pregnant women. They let the dogs sick, the dogs on them. And then they, they threw them alive into the crematorium not oh, the yeah. gas chamber, yeah. like straight into the crematorium. So then she, what she did was she, even though it was, you know, against her religion normally, she would perform abortions because it was either perform an abortion or, you know, to save the life of the woman or or they're both going to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, and then she actually made it out. And had a practice afterwards where some of the women who did survive came to see her and they were like, had, it, had you not been the one to do this, I would not be able to have children today. So, um, uh, all the wounds they treated in the dark of night at extreme risk to their own safety. And then they were slave labor too. And I think that they deserve respect for for the good that they did while they were there. No, so, I agree. I totally agree. That's the end of my spiel. Sure. All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website, www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. And if you keep on checking out the website, pretty soon we're going to have some fun and games going on. We're going to have a bingo card called The Wheel of Toxins. Yes, Wheel of Toxins and... Oh, that's right. And Medical, medical death, death Bingo. Bingo. Yes. So keep your eye out on that because when that launches, we'll have some prizes to give away and all kinds of good shit like that. It's uh, going to be fun. It's going to be fun because, you know, what's a, what, what's more fun than serial <laughs> killers? Like, seriously. Yes. <laughs> These amateurs only shoot one people. Those are rookie numbers, buddy. Get that shit up there. Boring. <laughs> Check out our Patreon page. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. I think we, I think some of the YouTube videos up are, are, are up now. Oh, good. Um, I think so. Check out Check Brutal Nation. We gotta get down the new website. Um, this show's copyright 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye.